Shut up and sit down. What is going on, everybody? What is going on? Welcome to this week's episode, episode 113 of the STS Guys. I am Jeremy. Hey, guys. It's Nate. And I'm Scott. And we are the STS Guys, a weekly podcast where we sit around, shoot the shit, and talk about anything geeky, nerdy, and cool. What is going on this week, guys? Well, I see a couple of different faces in, in, the, in the stream here. I, it looks like we have some, some guests Yes, Scott, this is very observant of you. <laughs> I try. Scott, you I see try. other people. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> There's new people. There's new people. <laughs> yeah, this week is uh, very special. We have the DC Figures and Collectibles podcast. We have Tyler and we have Scott this time. Yes. So uh, yeah. we actually had Tyler on before on episode 71, uh, but this time we got Scott to join us. And I'm really excited for you guys to come back. Thanks for agreeing to join us. Uh, we're going to talk about their podcast. Toy photography, toys, all things DC. We're going to get into it here. Um, so, yeah, awesome episode. I'm really excited for this. Nate, that sounds a little dirty. You said we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it here. <laughs> let's do this. Welcome to the STS Guys Orgy. All right. All right. <laughs> let's, 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 let's get it on. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, we're uh, we're going to do the first, the first streaming orgy. <laughs> Hey, you want to get it all, Scott? Cybersex to a whole new level, <laughs> right? Scaring our guests away. We'll we'll really say, you know what? Hello, YouTube Copa. Yeah. yeah, and and uh, I am sorry for myself, everybody. I'm just gonna apologize for being <laughs> me. Yeah, just excuse Scott from the get go. <laughs> but yeah, to all of our viewers, we switched it up a little bit on time this week, so thanks for continuing to join us. But Scott is actually all the way from Stoke-on-Trent, England. Yeah. So I want to make sure that we are considerate of his time. We're going to switch it up on our time. Um, so it's not too late for him, but I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad everybody's here. Um, so you guys are on what? Episode 63 or you're going to be doing 64 soon, right? Yes, we got 64 Indeed. up on video form. Awesome. Yeah, the last episode you had uh, My Plastic Universe from Instagram. So he's another toy photographer. I really like that episode. And you guys continue to have some really great uh, guests. You had Joe again from Extreme Sets on, right? Yes. Yeah, that awesome was cool. Guy. Yeah, I love yeah, hearing yeah, about yeah. like what he's working on and his process, and you know those accessories that he's doing now are are really cool. Um, so that was yeah. a good episode. Especially that yellow couch; it looks perfect for a Joker TV set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So for people that haven't heard you before, uh, maybe give us like a quick rundown of what the DC Figures and Collectibles podcast is all about. Scott? Well, it's about other people is what it's about. It's about everyone who collects, everyone who enjoys figures, everyone who enjoys um, even DC media. You know, we it's something that we kind of moved into slowly but surely. We, you know, we've had, you know, I guess that you've had on Brian Voltweiss. He's a fantastic guy. You know, he loves, um, he loves all the DC media stuff as well. Um, but yeah, it's all about people that uh, collect, love collecting and love photographing. So yeah, it's uh, very much what we want to do is uh, engage in, in the community and, you know, speak to people like yourselves and, you know, everybody collects figures. It's been fantastic fun so far. And yeah, um, it's been great also, you know, to get to know Tyler and uh, we started on a uh, a less popular podcast and then moved into uh, into our own little world of DC figures and collectibles. It's been an absolute blast. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So you guys were invited to another podcast, and that's kind of how you... Yeah. I know you kind of knew each other through Instagram, but that's kind of how you got your own idea to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So uh, we got invited onto a, a previous podcast, which uh, we're not going to mention. Uh, that ended quite swiftly. Yeah, ended quite swiftly for us three at the time. And then uh, me and Tyler... Um, started our own podcast Tyler begun with uh, JC Malone as the first sketch which was an amazing pick you know to start off with and uh, I joined after and we spoke to people like Neronian the amazing all these epic people of Instagram and uh, there was a guy we had on there uh, called Nate as well in episode, <laughs> episode, in episode five as well he was he was quite cool yeah, yeah he sounds did, terrible we, did, did yeah, he we, have an ep did he have an epic beard Oh yeah, finally <laughs> trimmed and groomed. 
Speaking of epic beards, Tyler, you got one growing pretty nice too. Uh, yeah, thankfully I got it trimmed. <laughs> it was getting kind of wooly. I, was just, I, hope, I hope it wasn't specifically for this. Like, I got to get on with those guys. I got to. <laughs> well, I just want to piggyback a little bit on what Scott said, um, especially on highlighting people. We want when whenever we have a guest, the main thing we want to focus on is them. And uh, even Scott's the one that brought up our pre our latest guest, the My Plastic Universe, and just having him on and taking a look at his stuff. It's pretty impressive the amount of stuff he's able to create by himself and. It also blows me away that he doesn't have more followers. So it's that's the sort of thing that we always want to make sure we bring on guests that do incredible work that, but maybe may not have the ability to be seen by many people mm-hmm. and shine a spotlight on them because there are a lot of talented people out there that the algorithm crushes. So, so, thank yeah. you, Instagram. <laughs> Yay, Instagram. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but yeah, I think that's always been a cool part of your show. Like you get some really big name guests, but you also get guys that maybe I've never heard of before and maybe deserve a little bit more spotlight. So you're helping them, you know, bring them into the spotlight, you know, giving exposure to their account. Uh, I've discovered a lot of the accounts from your, uh, you know, your podcast and I just immediately follow them after I listen because I'm like, okay, this guy sounds cool. I like his work. Uh, it's a great way to get the word out. Yeah, and for anybody listening, uh, please go check out Tyler and Scott's Instagram. Tyler is at Batman Figs. Scott is at the dot Batfan. They do some amazing toy photography, mostly DC centric. Every once in a while, they'll throw in something a little bit different. Scott, I know, loves Marvel, so every once in a while, he'll throw out a little bit of Marvel. <laughs> no, just kidding. Scott hates Marvel. Um, but yeah, they they have some really great accounts, uh, some amazing toy photography. Um, so please go check them out. Uh, before we get too far, I know I skipped a bit, guys. So I'm sorry. It's been a week, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just coming, just fucking, just the the best segue ever. Yeah. It's been a week, right? <laughs> it's been a week. It has been a week. Does anybody have any? It's been a week stories. I bought something. I bought something too. I bought something that that I that I am very. Y'all know I'm a big uh, purveyor of of scotch, right? Like I'm. Ooh. I don't go. I don't go anywhere without, nice. you know, a bottle. Uh, there's a very, a very special bottle. You know, I am also a very big fan of Parks and Rec, right? So, did you know, Nick Offerman, you know, Ron Swanson himself has his own Lagavulin line now. What? And I picked me up a bottle of Nick's Offerman <laughs> special Lagavulin. I am so excited to to drink this. <laughs> That sounds pretty um, epic. It does. You know, for the man that sits and drinks scotch, you know, on the job in his TV show. <laughs> now I have his own scotch to drink. I, I'm a kid in a candy store. Every time I think of Nick Offerman, I always think of his laugh. He's got one of the goofiest laughs I've he's ever like, heard. He's got like a, like a, it's like a schoolgirl laugh for such a like burly man. <laughs> it really is. It's like when he laughs, he's like, <laughs> like where did that come from? <laughs> Uh, right, Jeremy, what, what about you, you Jeremy? Do you have anything? Uh, I, there's, there's just one small thing. Like, like, so we moved here, right? And so they said, well, like, so we, I'm trying to find like the Christmas decorations, and looking, 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 couldn't find. I said, I said, I got our tree out, and I put the tree up, and what the size of our house now is, I said, the tree looked like it sucked in there. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm like we, I, I got, I got to go out and get a new tree. So I went out and got a new Christmas tree with one an uncomfortable amount of lights. Like you probably know one. You probably see. I said, well, judging probably where you get your scotch. I said at Costco they have this tree with like this crazy number of lights on it. So, so, so Jimmy, you and I are the the, the dogs don't get it. So like, it's like, oh, good wow. God, son, it's so it's like That's radiating over there. your house. <laughs> There's two thousand yeah. something lights on there. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, if you, love... that pil- if you have that epilepsy, don't go. Don't go. Don't put those on Twinkle. No. Yeah, you're gonna. Be- <laughs> you um, might have a seizure if you walk up to Jeremy's walk. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, though. Yeah, uh, I actually got a Costco tree too. Not this week, but uh, I, I got a smaller version of that one. So I see. I I buy real trees. So I have I, I also from Costco, but it's a real actual like cut down tree I, I would okay. I, I elitist. Would trees because my, but my allergies <laughs> just kill me like, I can't. So, 
Yeah. Tyler, what was that? I said elitist. Yeah, I know. I'm the elitist. <laughs> I am the elitist. The I, only do, I only do real trees. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, like... <laughs> I'm not about that real tree life. Well, I bought, the damn, I bought the damn base for it, so I'm going to use that fucking thing. <laughs> like, you got to use it. <laughs> right. So, like, if I have a base for tree, I'll pay the $50 to get a real tree from Costco. It's not that expensive. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, but then you got to deal with taking it out and it rots and No, so the, the greatest thing, less than a mile from my house, the city puts out a uh, Christmas tree collection thing in uh, January. So I literally have to drive it like half a mile from my house and just throw it in, like throw it into a park and it's done. <laughs> so, that's a, so that's a lazy man tree service. Costco fake yeah. tree. Saw this year. It has remote control. Yes, it does have a, it does have a remote control. And it's actually it's, pretty awesome. It's pretty fancy. Like you can change the colors. You can change whether or not they like dim or they blink. Uh, they can alternate between. It's so, kind of cool. So who's, who's, who's the elitist now? Word too. <laughs> yeah yeah Who, who's the elitist now right like oh i got the my christmas tree has a fucking remote i can change the cut like yeah yeah i'm not so bad now yeah. uh that's true uh well i had a week too um i actually got a really cool new addition to my toy collection this week uh i finally took the plunge and got the uh dc collectibles bat cave set um, yes. It's actually way bigger than I thought. The box yeah. was freaking huge. Um, I was like, oh my God. I, I told Tyler, I was like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? Like, should I keep it or not? And he's like, definitely keep it. Because, you know, you have you, you get something in the mail and you're like, holy crap, this thing is huge. Uh, but I opened it up and put it together and it's amazing. It's like one of those pieces, like one of those grail pieces I've been looking for for a long time for toy photography because I shoot a ton of Batman. Uh, I've got a lot of you people do? that <laughs> I have a little thing for Batman, you know, you can't tell. But, um, hey, so I've, I've always seen Nate and Batman in the same spot. <laughs> never true. Uh, I've also tell my secrets. I've also never seen the uh, lead singer Smash Mouth and Guy Fieri in the same. <laughs> Pretty sure they're the same guy too. Uh, that's sad. So, anyways, uh, I got the Batcave. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it lights up. Uh, you're gonna see some shots. I did some shots this weekend with it already. It's pretty and amazing. You get an and, Alfred. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. get an Alfred. You get like all like his little duster and stuff. And I have really Scott and Tyler to thank, and also their friend Lewis. Uh, I've been following their accounts for so long, and they always throw in a back cape shot every once in a while. You'll see one pop up, and every time I see it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I need this set because it just looks so good. Uh, so I really have you guys to thank for inspiring me to get that set. Yeah, I'm glad I'm you just did. Just happy that. we get to see your pictures with it. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to post some. I'm, I'm getting some ready. I'm just trying not to do like all Batcave because I feel like I'm going to do Batcave for like an entire week and people are like Jesus. That's understandable. <laughs> you got How a new you... toy. You got to play with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. How do you find shooting it like with the lighting and everything? Because it's kind of difficult sometimes. Yeah, great point. Uh, it's definitely different than what I'm used to. Um, I've been using the Neca Street dial a lot, and the good thing about that is I can kind of cascade the lights over so it's like shining down yeah but the thing about the back cave is you have that big piece in the back which is the computer itself but it reflects light off so i have to be really yeah, kind true. of str strategic about backlighting it um so yeah the first like hour of using it i was like man this is just not working out so i had to mess around with all the lights and try yeah. it again it's definitely a, it's a process yeah yeah <laughs> It's part of the joy. It's cool just knowing that other people struggle with it. It's not just you. <laughs> oh, man. It's actually very true. It's right. Everyone else true. is like, no, it's super easy. You're just dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think dense? we can all, all agree that uh, lighting is probably one of the most difficult parts of toy photography, at least for me. Oh, yeah. Well, I can yeah, imagine I with, like a, with, you on that. with a diorama where you actually have walls up, you can't really position the light in the same like degrees that you can... You know, if you're just shooting out and like outside or something. Yeah. Definitely. You got to really be conscious of uh, not oversaturating it with light. And you do that sometimes, unfortunately, by pointing a light a certain way to light up a figure. But then you realize, oh, that's also cascading on the background, too. So I have to be a little bit different about that. Well, um, with, the, with the NECA street dial, you see yourself reflecting in the window and you're like, uh. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> it's funny. I actually took like there, four there's, of the windows there's a out creepy, of that. There's a creepy guy in the reflection here <laughs> with bedhead and pajamas. Why yeah. is he looking? 
He's uh, just a bystander watching the fight. It's fine. It's funny that you say that because I actually took the windows out of that because I had taken a picture and I zoomed in on one of the windows and I see myself like staring at it. Like <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to see that. I'm gonna freak people out. The struggles of toy photography. <laughs> yeah. So I have to ask Scott or Tyler, do you guys have like a it's been a week story? Any new figs this week that you picked up? Oh yeah, but Scott could go first. Uh, yeah, probably too many to talk about. And you that's know, the point of a podcast, Scott. Yeah, that, that, yeah <laughs> you, see, you, you see, family family might be watching. I'm supposed to be buying Christmas presents this time. Uh oh. You know? and, uh, and I just keep spending it on figures constantly. Um, I'm trying to think what, I, what I've got new this week. I don't. You know, I don't actually think I have. I've got stuff on the way. I've recently brought the um, the Arrowverse Flash figure because I really want to get that for some crisis pictures. I hate the arrow, nice. but this this crisis is really giving me a crisis as well because <laughs> you know, my wallet keeps getting hit constantly by buying figures from it. So, but um, other than that, I've not really got a lot to be honest this week. I keep buying little accessories, but that's not exciting. Well, Scott, you have one of the most complete and diverse collections that I think I've ever seen. Like you have what almost all the Arkham figures, right? Uh, Funnily enough, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I picked up the last figure that I need to get, which was the Origins Croc figure, and now I've got all of them, finally. That it, is insane. Oh, man, honestly, this is the most in-depth line I've ever seen. Like the, the animated line is quite broad, but the Arkham line, they literally make virtually every single figure that they could possibly do, which is just crazy. You think how many games they did. Did you start collecting that from the start, or did you get into it a little bit later? Um, the Batman Arkham Knight figure, the Battle Damage one, was the first Arkham figure I ever brought, and that was also what kind of kicked off doing the toy photography account because I just loved um, the figure so much, and that's where it all sort of sparked into life from. So, yeah, Arkham Knight is to blame for most of what's happened <laughs> in the last two years. Yeah, I've, I've seen Arkham figures. I have maybe one or two myself, but they are rare nowadays, and they're also yeah. expensive. Um, no, so the it, fact that you horrible. have a complete set is amazing. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, it's taken like two years to get it to where it is, but you know, just I think it's about just being prudent and just finding the right figure at the right price on eBay. That's basically what I've done, um, yeah. and just pick them up here and there from Forbidden Planet as well. Got a few, like, quite a few from there. Got one near to me, so quite lucky with. Is that kind of your local comic shop around you? Yeah, to be honest. Um, Forbidden Planet's the best place to go near me. There's uh, there's one relatively close, a couple of miles away, and that's where <clears> I, I started getting most of the figures from. Um, just seeing them in person at first, you know, it's really inspiring. And then over time, just picking up figures from old lines on eBay and Amazon, all the rest. Yeah, I, the figures themselves are incredibly accurate in, in regards to their yeah. sculpt. And, you know, if you play the game and then you look at the figure, like that is one for yeah. one. I mean, that thing is jumping right off the screen. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and if, anyone, if it was good that anyone has them, I'm glad Scott has them because a true fan <laughs> having that with his skill, it's very fun to watch when he recreates a photo. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look through Scott's account, like I said, it's at the dot bat fan. He has extreme diversity in the figures that he uses in his shots. Like you don't really see the same figure very often because you're always using something different. Um, and, you know, it's just a testament to your collection. Like this guy has literally everything because his his shots show off figures that I've never seen before. I've discovered figures from your account, Scott. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> You know, I start looking at it a little bit deeper. I'm like, oh, crap. I didn't even know this thing existed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have, to, I have to blame figure fan, um, figure fan Nate for that. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of diverse Joker figures and stuff like that. <laughs> um, also, like people like Tyler, um, at Ahsoka the Geek, at the back collection. There's loads of people that have loads of different figures, and it just, you know... It hits my wallet so hard. It's very annoying. It's that's that's what I always hate. Where you're like, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then your friend posts something, you're like, fuck, I have it's to buy something else. <laughs> it's like, daddy's got it. I must have it at all cost. I you think know, like, we we all know that struggle. We're all collectors at heart. Um, yeah. You know, there's always like, you always feel like, oh, I've got enough. And then yeah. you see something else that somebody else has. You're like, okay, I got to find that. Yeah, there's always a rabbit hole to fall down. Always. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's, like we had the the guy that that makes them on, but like I don't even do the fo- toy photography, but I want one of those little mini arcade machines. No, I have no reason to have one other than the fact that it's cool to have a one twelve scale <laughs> arcade machine. Uh, some yeah, of the accessories are so impressive that they're worth pictures in themselves. Like the yes. detail people put into these things, just amazing. Well, y- you guys know accessories are. A- big part of it and sometimes yeah. you'll get a figure just for the prop that it comes with i've done that yeah. before i got the uh, diamond select uh edward nigma because it came with the desk and that coffee cup i'm like i gotta <laughs> so have the cool. desk yeah the, the gotham figures are actually better than the show just because of the diorama pieces it's quite ridiculous really yeah i bought almost all of them just for the diorama pieces well you'll have a matrix figure for with a staircase yes the, uh, yes. yeah, yeah the matrix true. figure came with the staircase yeah jeremy's right a lot of the figures i buy is just for the accessories or the prop yeah I brought the X-Files figures, both of them, just for the accessories they come with. I've been looking for those because I know one of them comes with like a gurney, and I really want yes. a gurney. Oh, man, you got to get that. Yeah, it's cool for uh, guys. That's funny. All right, uh, Tyler, so let's get into your week. What, what did you get this week? I happened to pick up the newest and the last two-pack from the GameStop exclusive Batman vs. TMNT. And it is the two-pack that I am most impressed with overall because they did Raz al Ghul very nicely. Um, all the line work you see on his face that looks like line work is actually like sculpted into his face. He, ha- he I know for a long time, Batman the Animated Series fans have wanted a complete green Raz al Ghul because the one that, he ca- that uh, they produced was a black cape. This one comes with a cloth green cape with a little uh, outline, if you will. And people are pretty uh, stoked with it overall. I know I really like it. It's the standout for me. But that's just because I'm not a big uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. But the Shredder, however, is done very nicely. And to me, he looks like a perfect uh, animated version from the late 80s and a combination of what they did with the show. I'm thinking even about getting the Target Foot Clan soldiers to team up with him because he looks that good. So... I, like Scott, my wallet might take a hit because I also <laughs> see a lot of collectors posting all the two pack with uh, was the Rhino Bebop and Rocksteady. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the it's the I feel like uh, I have no choice but to be pulled into the world of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the new animated film. I was gonna say you're uh, you're coming in here hot with uh, dissing some Ninja Turtles around this crew. <laughs> if anyone I know is a fan, I know Nate's a, a big fan. I've, I love when he does a NECA original movie version Turtles. He always really puts extra detail into that, which I love. Well, thank you for that. But yeah, even even killing it with those uh, those two packs. Um, I really like the way that Razzle Ghoul came out, like you said. Uh, we don't have many Raz al Ghul figures, maybe no. one from the animated line. I never picked yeah. that one up, but uh, it looks great. And I love the fabric cape. And I know the, the capes are from, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, C. Jessam. Um, on... Yeah, it's a collector on Instagram. Right? Yeah. So at C. Jessam on Instagram actually makes all the fabric capes. He got a deal with DC Collectibles, which I think is really cool because that's another guy from the toy community being recognized by a big company. And then yes. having them work with him to create a product. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Look, uh, what, well, look what happened. People actually, actually love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I've always said, I want that to be my, my, my claim to fame is not to be like a famous person, but to have like something ridiculous. Like, what do you, what are you famous for? I make the capes. Yeah. <laughs> you know those right. cabin tapes those cabin yeah like i said i i've always wanted my dream goal is to always be the voice of a pokemon in the animated series not like oh. a character just give me one pokemon and i'll just you know like Stuntable! yeah and then that's it like that's it that's what i'll do and that's and then i go to i can go to conventions be like i was the voice of that one pokemon yeah you can charge 50 dollars an autograph yeah exactly <laughs> 
for the that three would... for the three people that like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I've always said that you should be some kind of like voice actor for cartoons because you got I, the, I, you got the voice for it. I, I I want to, but like I said, I want to be like ridiculous roles. Like I, I'm not gonna yeah. be like I don't want to be like main character. I, that's that's too much work. I want to be like the ridiculous. Like I want to be like Frank Welker and just be like, oh, we need a voice of a dog and just you know like all right, I guess I'll do it. You know, <laughs> like that's what I want is just to have like the weirdest list of roles ever. That would be pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. That's my kind of casting. Just a few lines and then I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Done. done. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I'll do. What do you want me to do? Go arf, arf, arf. All right, I'm done. All right, see you guys next week. Yeah, I don't want to be famous. I just want the credentials of that character. Yes. And the money. And yeah. The, yeah. Not even the money. Like, I'm, honestly, there's not much money, I don't think, in, in that. In what Three I want to do. Yeah, like, I'll get, like, a couple dollars. But <laughs> Scott, just go on, just go on like Fiverr or something, and just like hire yourself to go out for like, work for, for five dollars. I'll, I'll give you five bucks. I'll give you I'll five for five dollars. I'll do a ridiculous yeah. sound into a microphone. You can use it for your cartoons. Done. I, I want to. I'm going to put it on there. You can start selling yourself on Cameo. I mean, you have it all set, man. Cameo. What you just said, <laughs> I realized when you said Cameo, but I was thinking like. Sell myself on a different type of chat. Oh gosh! <laughs> Scott's gonna like, start his own Patreon here. I was soon. like, no one wants to see that. You're gonna become the new Belle Delphine. Yeah. <laughs> you want to drink my bath water? Jar <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it up and sell it. All right. So now that I've already officially, I put us on a fucking tangent here. Nate, go back. I know you have a bunch right. of questions. No, no. Uh, so. Uh, going back to what Tyler was saying about getting that DC Collectibles two pack, was that uh, were they sending you those packs? Like, is that a partnership that you have with them, Tyler? Oh no, not with DC Collectibles. I don't think okay. they liked me after I reviewed their essential line. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's that, be fair. They stopped sending the samples. So yeah, the essential line. Just I, I'm not that impressed with it. I gotta say. Um, yeah, there's nothing essential about that line. Yeah, absolutely nothing. I they got those samples and I gave my honest opinion, and they never sent again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate your honesty, though. Uh, you know, so you're not just being fake. At least like, you oh, guys are great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people that yeah. send you the free toys, the, that's kind of the ones that you might want. What's funny is my I did. I swear I did a video for Batman, and it got over a thousand views in like an hour. And all of a sudden, it was deleted, and I can never. I don't know what happened to it. So oh, I, I don't know if they that. did it or what. So, but. I remember you messaging me like, "What the hell? It, it disappeared." And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even have a chance to view it because I was at work. I came home. It was like it was um, barely it up. It's like Tyler. This video does not exist. And like, hey. <laughs> Oh well, that's crazy. <laughs> so, like, it just did. Did you get an email, or is it just like gone? No, I went to look for it because uh, I wanted to send it to my friend who played for the Cubs, and he was like interested in hearing about it. And I sent it to. I was trying to send it to him and copy the link, but it wasn't there. It just disappeared. The reverse flash is still up, and I think you could hear a few comments about the Batman on there. But somehow, some way, a video disappeared. Hmm. Especially for as much you know, as big as it got so quickly, because you got a thousand views, it's weird that they'd want to take that away. Yeah, I rarely get that. I'm not trying to say I'm popular. Mm -hmm. It rarely gets that. <laughs> Either do we. It's all right. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your honesty, and um, I know uh, you get sent some other stuff too. So, kind of, you know, if you want to, you know, you can plug some of the other stuff that you've worked with before. What are what are some recent things that you've uh Recently, I have been working with this company called Zavi, and I'm wearing one of their shirts right now. And they just send me clothes. And for the quality of clothing, I would say they're pretty cheap to buy because uh, we're both 30% off and such. It comes around like sometimes 11 bucks for a decent shirt. So I'd say that's it's pretty good, especially their sweaters. I'd say they're they're really thick and they're worth the money. And they're still around only 25 bucks. But then uh, something that recently we got contacted with and me and Scott are working on currently, and I think something that actually has a uh, – it's not just a company wanting to sell something, but it actually has something behind it. There's a company called Undone Watches that are going to send a few samples out to Scott and I. We're going to take some pictures and give our hopefully honest reviews, which it will be. <laughs> and uh, what the all, if anyone buys an Undone Watch – uh, especially from the Batman line, which is two. One is a Wayne Enterprises silver one, and the other is a more classic Batman 89 style logo. 
any of the proceeds, they didn't disclose how much, but the proceeds go to a charity called Hope for Henry, which is for any kid that has cancer and you know they tend to be in there a long time while trying to recover. Uh, this foundation uh, brings in people that are in cosplay, superheroes to brighten their day. They bring in movies. They bring in, uh, you know, scavenger hunts and that sort of thing to brighten a long hospital stay for kids that uh, might be in there for a long time. And otherwise, it would feel like misery. So this is the reason I'm really happy that uh, Scott and I and also Lewis and Cult of the Bat are getting behind this to help uh, spread the word. And they are really nice watches. We'll be getting them soon, and we'll be able to tell you what we think of them uh, by the 10th, at least. That's awesome, and a really great cause, too. I've, I've seen your posts uh, from all three of you, uh, at least the three that I follow, um, and looks like a really, really cool watches, really well done. Uh, they've got that the Batman, you know, kind of and symbols all over it. They look great. Uh, I've been tempted to grab one myself because I love for the character, but. It sounds like a really awesome cause, and uh, I can't wait to see, you know, in-hand pictures of these. Yes. So that's, as far as that goes, that's uh, the latest thing that we're working on. But awesome. other than that, no, nothing going on in the hopper. I got to uh, commend you for your, your posing for Zavi, Tyler. I mean, you're, you're courageous to, <laughs> you know, take uh, shots and take shots of yourself. I mean... I'm much more introverted that way, so I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. But what? you do some, you do some great shots to promote their work. Hey, hey Nate, you, you know what you really want to see? You know what you want to see me and Scott in, in, in women's songs? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to see you guys in frisky britches. That's what I want to see. Yeah. We, tried. <laughs> we tried, we tried. You just could, we could. Yeah, yeah, save yourself ten. I saw the code. I looked. Yeah, yeah. We 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 tried to we tried uh, to. To do like an unboxing, but we every time we pulled the underwear out of the box, like hey, we lost it. There, there, there's <laughs> Jeremy has a, a video somewhere at some point we'll find and put up of, of the archive. I, I need to pull it out of our uh attempts. That at, would be just funny to watch, yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't end up well. I'm laughing too hard, I can't get the names of the products right. Jeremy just loses it whenever the underwear come out. <laughs> It's definitely one of our blooper reel moments. It's yes, awesome. it is. Hopefully that gets revealed. First of all, the question I have is, how did we get women's underwear as one of our group? It's four guys. I think that's awesome because I mean, it shows you guys have a lot of girls watching, which oh, means yeah. you guys must have uh, some reason they're watching. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> I don't know which women are watching, but I appreciate you saying that, Tyler. Yeah. Hey, they must be watching. Hopefully they use that code. Yeah. FBS. Yeah. And uh, somewhere, if a girl did use that code, they'll think of you every time they slip on a thong. And I think yeah. that's impressive. <laughs> They're going to get there. That, 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 that right there is priceless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, piggyback on that, Nate, I, I hate doing it. The only reason I did it is because they specifically asked for it, but I do not enjoy doing it. And that's why even I tried to do a self-deprecating post because it's not something I look forward to at all. Hey, man, you do a good job. Uh, I, I I commend your bravery for it because I wouldn't be able to do it myself. Even my cousin rags me. So <laughs> I, <get it. laughs> I, I hear about it. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Zavi, do you have like a promotional code that you're working with them on that you could share? Yes. And if you use my code, and if you look at their website, they have 30% off, and I think it's because it's just a sale, but if you use my code, it helps me out personally and shows that uh, you know people are actually looking at my page and using my code, which will allow me to do it in the future if that's something you even care about. So use code TYLER30 for any of the Batman shirts, and you'll get hopefully 30% off and free shipping. Nice. Yes. Awesome. Um, so changing gears just a little bit. Um, so we talked about toy photography. We talked about toys a little bit. What we haven't talked about are um, some of the, I, I guess, some of the new things in movies. Chicks um, dig toy reviews. Yes. Yeah. yeah, chicks dig toy <laughs> reviews. That's right, Ed Pope. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Especially because they don't know every time I do them, I'm butt naked, but I'm not yeah. on the screen. So. No, uh, blooper reel moment. Blooper reel. <laughs> I, I like that. Um, <laughs> so switching gears just a little bit. Try I getting wanna, that out of your head now. <laughs> Tyler naked when he reviews toys. 
I don't think I've well, ever that one, about it. No, now I'm going to go watch more of them. No. <laughs> I can only imagine what it looks like right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, so going into movies, uh, I, I've seen your, you know, your posts and I, you know, I have an idea of what you think, but let me get your thoughts on the Joker movie and the fact that there might be a sequel. So Scott, Scott you first, I've talked enough. Um, Joker movie was unreal. Um, I saw it three times and desperately wanted to go to a fourth, but didn't have the time. It was just so good. I, I if I could pause. Scott never sees three movies in a year usually, so that's impressive. Yeah, it's actually true. Yeah, it's actually true. Um, honestly, it was amazing. Like Phoenix's performance was like magnetic, even though he did so many horrendous things. You can't help but feel sorry for the guy. And even though that movie was set in the nineties, it was probably more sort of um, appropriate to nowadays than it could ever have imagined to have been. You know, with the, the mental health struggles and all that kind of thing as well and um you know there was just a, a little bit of me that enjoyed me seeing him blast the brains out of murray <laughs> franklin i gotta say like he was just brilliant in it i gotta say you know fantastic performance from every single person in that movie really really enjoyed it and not too sure about a sequel but um if they can make it anywhere near as good as the first and it'll be well worth it yeah i, I i'm just gonna throw it i i really think that they need to like leave it alone like it's a great it's yeah. it's, it's a good yeah. it's a good film but yeah. adding more to it i think you might lose some of the the impact of it like i really want them to just step away and maybe do something like that for another character like give me like a penguin mob movie or something but yeah. like uh st- like keep that as it is the joker and leave it as like its own unique thing like we don't need See, that's the sequels problem. and yeah. universes and all that stuff. Like, just give me one good film. No, that's the yeah. problem. Though. So they're, they're, they won't just because that's the way Warner Brothers like <laughs> things up. Like, it's just, yeah, that's what they, they, they see dollar signs and exactly they're, they're straight on it. And I think uh, a Penguin movie is a good shout. I think Mr. Freeze or a Riddler movie would be cool as well. Yeah, yeah. quite interesting to see. But God knows what they're going to do with Warner Brothers. You never, ever know. And that sometimes is, is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know. Yeah, Even when they're doing a trailer for something, they, they don't know if they're actually going to release that version of the movie or what, what is going to happen. Or if or, they're going to have to get Joss Whedon in to fix it. Well, oh, my God. thing is... Like... No. no. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Please, no. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Like, I, I think they should leave it alone. And I think one of the reasons why it might have been so successful to begin with is because I don't know how involved WB really was in the Joker. You know, it wasn't like a Justice yeah. League type movie for them. So they're probably like, ah, you know, let them kind of do their thing. We'll see how it comes out. And I think that was probably the magic of that movie because it felt yeah. so different than anything else they had made. And it was so specific to the character uh, talking about doing other rogues. I mean, if you kept yeah. that kind of style and focused on other rogues, you could do it almost like BTS style where mm-hmm. they have a movie that focuses on the rogues themselves. And you start building out the gallery and then you start introducing the heroes into it. I mean, that'd be an amazing way to get people into the DC lore. Yeah. Um, I just, knowing it's WB, I'm like, oh man, I don't think they're going to be that smart and be like, hey, let's get a Mr. Freeze movie that has the same kind of tone yeah. as Joker. You know, now let's give a Penguin movie or a Riddler movie or whatever. You get two together or, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But now that they know it's so successful, now that they made so much money, I feel like they're going to get their dirty little hands into it and screw everything up. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's crazy. That movie only costs like, what was it, like 55 million or something. And it's made over a billion. I think it's the most profitable comic book movie ever. I think think, think that's right. It's crazy. It's right. It's reported that half that budget went to cigarettes. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's cool though because it, it is it's a superhero movie, but it doesn't really have any CGI from what I could tell. There's yeah. not these huge action sequences. There's not any other heroes in the movie. You know, there's Bruce Wayne, uh, but young Bruce Wayne before he's a Batman. Uh, and I think the tie-in for that is just amazing. Like that last that final act where. You kind of see the chaos surrounding Joker creates the Batman in its own way because, so, you know, his parents get killed. It's like, whoa, this is amazing tie-in. Like, 
I didn't expect that, but it was so cool. Uh, so is that, can I tell you, that's the one part of the movie I didn't like. What? I didn't like it only because I, I like the idea that the Joker and the Batman are just polar kind of negatives of each other. Right. And that they didn't have, like, one doesn't have to create the other. Yeah. It can, it can be this whole, the aspect of the, the two separate and we don't need another goddamn scene of Batman's parents getting killed. They show it in every yeah. fucking movie. I don't yeah, need I'm another one. I gotta say, definitely yeah, it's, it's this is the Joker movie. I don't need Bat yeah. like Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed in the alley. Valid point. I, it's actually true. That is, that is very true. Yeah, they do show it off any chance they can get. Really. I hope Matt Reeves is listening right now. He probably is. <laughs> yeah. I hope he is. <laughs> I hope he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's it's a really good point though about the the CGI and stuff because like no Batman or sort of you know this this wasn't directly a Batman movie but no Batman movie of, of that kind of sort should have CGI in it really you don't need it like the whole point of Batman is that he's a realistic superhero and that's that's I feel like that's the whole essence of the character you know, it's mm-hmm. not like a, a Superman movie where he's got special powers or anything you know, it should be realistic yeah and believable. And it gets us to know the character and kind of like what drives them. And I think yeah, focusing yeah. on the character is really what's important because, you know, if you don't read DC comics, if you don't have a big following of Batman, you might not know, you know, why Joker does what he does or why he's so crazy. And so this yeah. movie kind of gave you a view into how he really is and why he does the things that he does. Hey, um, Nick, can I ask a question? Just because yes. I, I, ha- I have to ask it, just because, like I said, it's it's in the news like a hundred million times. Uh oh. That's it. I I have to ask. You know, two two DC super fans. Do you think <laughs> we'll actually get a, a, a Snyder cut release? Nice. <laughs> I was actually going to ask this, so I'm oh. glad you did. Let's talk Snyder cut. Yeah, let's That's, talk Snyder cut. Nice. Like, the article I read today was like so the the production. Uh, so basically, one of the production assistants said basically the theatrical release. Had only ten percent of Snyder's footage in in the actual movie. That's crazy, isn't it? So ninety percent of the theatrical release was reshot. So the Snyder cut is literally ninety percent different than than what was released. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. I the think the craziest still... part to me is the fact that Warner Brothers tried to cover up the fact that they weren't happy with Zack Snyder. And his vision by saying, oh, he's just giving time off because his daughter committed suicide. That's the worst thing you could possibly do. Right. And then try to put his name on it for garbage that Josh Whedon created and say that he directed it. And I give any credit to Josh Whedon, basically just pay him and let him get off scot-free. So everyone that hates it, like, oh, well, if you look at who directed it, it's Zack Snyder. When if you look at the images, even of William Defoe as the Atlantean mentor, he looks way more majestic and regal. He's got long flowing hair. His armor looks badass. It's like I understand like the top knot thing. You probably and I understand the top knot thing only because now looking at it, you realize it would take millions of dollars to CGI hair. So you kind of feel like a cynicism towards it. But I mean just looking at every picture, you know Zack Snyder had a very cool vision. And even I saw they did a statues of Cyborg where they had his final version. And there's a lot of cool things there. So uh, I think that with all the noise and all the celebrities tweeting about it, I really hope we get it. I'm still up in the air. I would say probably 60-40 at this point. But I, I, I still think if you're, if you're Zack Snyder, you never release it. Because if it's bad... That's <laughs> if, if it's bad, then then they're like, see, it was his fault, you know, like the whole time. So he can sit there and be like, I have a way better cut, but I'm never going to release it. But trust me, guys, it's better. Yeah. And he saves face, no. right? Like, well, the only thing that has me, like I said, just wanting to see this movie is because the director's cut of The Watchmen is a hundred times better. Oh, than yeah. The release. But he still messed up the ending. Regardless of that, like I said, it just, like, <laughs> regardless of the fact that the the biggest yeah, well, problem most people had was the entirety of the he erased the themes. I think he just tried to make it was setting up at the end. I think the only thing about the difference in the ending is trying to base it in the world of realism. You know, yeah. like let's not have this huge alien drop down on the city. We'll just make it more of like an atomic blast type of thing. Yeah, but then you make yeah. I don't know. I don't like the whole idea of of making. <laughs> 
Hey, Dr. HBO Manhattan. gave us the squid. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. If you guys are watching the Watchmen show on HBO, they go back more to the comic style and they don't really follow the movie. They're more of like directly from the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's the been big a good squid show. monster is the they manufactured actually, aliens. But yeah, they show the squid, they reference it, they show that people are still having issues from the psionic blast from the squid. Uh, it's like, it's crazy how into the lore that show is. If you haven't read the comic, you're probably going to be lost watching the show, to be honest. Definitely. With you. <laughs> yeah, because they're really deep into the lore of, of that comic. Um, yeah, but going back to Snyder Cut, um, do you, I don't know, do you think we're ever going to get it? And at this point, is it going to save the Justice League from the travesty that we saw when it was first released? I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Warner Brothers are so stubborn that they won't they won't release it. But um, I don't get why they wouldn't, because surely people, even if it, it's garbage, they're going to make loads of money off it because people are going to want to see it. And it's virtually free money as well because yeah. they're not going to have to do anything to it if it's there. Yeah, it's done. It's, it's it's most people would buy it even if they released it with like the previs like not undone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd like, yeah. Like, oh, there, there was supposed to be CG here, and you see, you know, the guy in the green suit. Like, I would still watch it yeah. just to watch it, but I don't think we're given, like, Zack Snyder has no incentive to do it, right? Like, Warner Brothers is going to take all the money from it. Like, him and them had that fallen out. Like, at what point does he care to even do it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's so angry about his name getting trashed because of Josh Whedon and yeah. this horrible, horrible movie that he yeah. butchered. Yeah, I just I don't see him caring enough to actually release it. Yeah. Uh, well, see, if he, well, I, I I disagree with that, and the only reason I disagree with that is because why would he then p- want to prove so much its existence? So, but cause, cause, it's to my point. He's letting people know he has it. He never has to release it. And if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, then he can hide it and say, like, no, my version's way better. But and it, no, everyone it, believes him now because we've never seen it. But he actually doesn't care about it. He does care about it. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, so otherwise he'd just forget about it and not mention it ever again. It's the fact that he had to prove that it existed, like I said, shows that he cares about it. Like, he... Mm-hmm. Well, and he showed that film canister, right? That actually yeah. kind of proves the existence. Yeah. It says ZSJL director's cut on it. Yeah. So it's like Three and a half hours. There's a film canister that has something in it that says director's cut for Zack Snyder. So Did you know that it was just that, that he just put that on a film canister and that's filled <laughs> full of like fruit by the foot. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> he's just in there eating some candy out of that thing later. He's like, ah, I tricked him. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Scott, you know how to always bring yeah. me down, don't you? <laughs> Uh, I will believe that it exists when there's a version of it that I can actually watch. Speaking of Snyder Cut, uh, Scott and Lewis have been doing an amazing weekend theme. So Lewis, I've been talking about Lewis a lot on the show, but I haven't said his Instagram name. At the Bat Collector on Instagram. And Scott, again, is at the Bat Fan. Uh, They do weekend themes every single weekend. And uh, I have to commend you, Scott, because the amount of content you guys produce every week. It's like five shots a weekend, right? And yeah, you're always yeah. changing the theme. The, the creative strain on you on you that that must take, uh, I can't even imagine because I don't know if I'd be able to do that myself. That's a lot of different shots to have to create on top of what you normally do. Um, and then, you know, Tyler, I know you do the same thing with the BTS show, but um, uh, where he, you know, focuses on different episodes and things like that. But um, Scott and Lewis are actually doing the Snyder Cut weekend uh, where they've been taking shots of their versions of what they think might be in the Snyder Cut. It's actually a really cool idea, uh, and it goes right into this with this episode. So if you haven't checked out their accounts, please check them out. Um, I really loved that that shot you did, um, and it's with Steppenwolf holding... Um, oh God, I can't remember the, what the, that thing's called. The box. Yeah, the, bo- the mother box, yeah. and you've got a black suit Superman behind him. Uh, I think that's a really cool scene. It's something that could have been used, like black suit Superman maybe helping out Steppenwolf for a little bit, or at least joining in the fight. You know, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool idea, so I love what you guys are doing there. Well, I mean, so much, yeah, just to go back to the, the Snyder Cut, where we actually might get Darkseid, though. I oh, mean, yes. come on. Like, the whole idea was that 
Darkseid is the one that actually killed Steppenwolf in the Zack Snyder cut. So, like, you need that. Like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, yeah. give me Darkseid. Yeah, true. Yeah, I never understood Steppenwolf years ago being the one that came to Earth to destroy. He's just a, a like one of Darkseid's servants. He's not actually a god or anything like that. It doesn't make much sense for him to be the one that came to Earth many, many years ago and like nearly destroyed the whole, the whole Earth as well. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's funny because going back to the, the movie, they show that Steppenwolf is like uber powerful in the beginning. Like he's killing Amazonians, he's killing <laughs> Green Lanterns. I, I mean, he is just going with this. Yeah, he is wrecking house. And you know, throughout the movie, Batman, Flash, even Wonder Woman are having really hard time. Aquaman, Superman rocks in, just starts owning him. Like it was just, it was weird that they gave Superman so much power in that movie, but they didn't give it to the rest of the league. I mean, Aquaman is on the same level strength wise almost as Supes. Yeah. Um, you got Batman who just looked like a fool in the movie. I mean, I hated the portrayal, like yeah, making these. You didn't these... like him smiling. Yeah, yeah, the, Clo- <laughs> yeah, the George Clooney impression. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Wonder Woman. It seems like they severely depowered her in that movie yeah. too. Um, and then, and then he destroys Steppenwolf's axe by blowing cold air on it. Yeah, yeah just right. so that's just so bad. I mean, that is so Joel bad. Schumacher level of, <laughs> of work there. Like, do we just bring Michael Bay in? Like, what just happened? I can, um, just, ima- I can just imagine Joel Schumacher standing up at the cinema and applauding that moment. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. So bad. He's like, yeah, it's brilliant. So, okay, so so you guys with the the figures and things. At what point do we get CGI'd lipped? Superman as a figure. Just give a little. Yeah, just scenes picture of a beard. Yeah, just a little pixelated little thing that you can add in here that makes his face look all wonky. That would be fun. That's a good. That's a great idea. Yeah, here's some shots that didn't quite make our cut. Yeah, we didn't cut. Did you guys see that behind the scenes picture that was from the actual movie of, of supposedly Henry Cavill with the mustache? Mm-hmm. It was just so funny. So I haven't seen that picture. I don't so for original black suit Superman, right? Yes. Has a beard when he yes. came back yeah. out. Just have him grow his beard or put That's a big logical. beard on there. Yeah, and just be like, Yeah, he wasn't really dead, it grew. Like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> and the that- fact Go ahead, Scott. No, no. That, 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 that theory involves logic, and Warner Brothers don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they show the black suit in the movie, but they never let him wear it, it's just, it's asinine to me. Well, like, that, well I think it's like that, a middle finger. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I bet you, I bet you all, I said that's maybe 10%, that's part of the 10% of, uh, of Snyder's cut. Like I said, I, I bet you yeah. see a ton of black suit Superman in the other cut. Yeah, because they could have used the mustache. Even if he had a beard, they could have used that because his hair gets long. He's got a beard. You know, he doesn't know who he is for a while. Um, you know, it would have been that perfect. Mullet. I love but, a nineties mullet, Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was that was epic mullet, like <laughs> like mullet Jerry curl Superman. Yeah, <laughs> yes, with the, with the big long curl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's not even like he's what he's not like at his full power either. So it would have been a good kind of like. Justice League fight, like kind of how they gave us, but it would have helped it make more sense. Like, oh, he's in his black suit. He hasn't been powered up by the sun yet. He's still confused about who he is. Like, it would have just made so much more sense. Yeah. Um, So we got some horrible half-assed look at the suit and he walks off and carries on. How would you, if you're Superman, see that suit and not want to wear it? Yes. Just walk past it. Like, it's so weird. Right. Like, I wonder what that suit's like. Like, Now he's just like, oh, I'll just put that back. Yeah, uh, that's strange. I'll be right back. Okay, <laughs> Jeremy's <laughs> got to go away. So uh, since we're since we're talking about movies, we don't have a ton of time left, but I do want to get your thoughts on the upcoming Matt Reeves the Batman movie. Do you feel like it's going to be as successful as Joker? What are some things you're excited for? What are you worried about? Uh, since Scott went first last time, Tyler, you're yeah, going to go t- first. Yours, Tyler. Okay, this is me being 100 candid. I really hope that it that it is good so far i'm a little worried i think robert pattinson i think that if you cover everything on his face but his chin that he'll look like a very up-to-date dc rebirth uh style batman yes 
the only thing I'm worried about and the thing that I do not like is the, um, the stress on taking classic characters and changing the essence of who they are to fit a political narrative. I think that if you want to do that sort of thing, you should, there's plenty of characters in the comics that have already been created that are of whatever you want them to be. And you can explore those characters and actually give them their due instead of taking a character that has already been established and changing the whole essence of their being. And I hope that a character such as Batman and the characters that he is involved with and the, um, I would say, mythic take that, that at this uh, stage of the game that they are and how entrenched in at least our pop culture that they are, that they would uh, handle them with care and not be flipping about what they do with them. I'm going to keep an open mind because I'm a Batman fan, first and foremost, and of course I'm going to support everything that uh, they do, but I'm hoping that they don't trash it, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, great points. Uh, I'm. It's cool to see that they are putting in so many characters, but I also agree it's a little concerning because they are sort of changing how we know these characters Um, and they are packing the movie full with characters. And I always feel like that's a kind of a red flag. Like you're going to put too much too soon. What movie has ever benefited from having multiple villains? Suicide squad. No. Oh yeah. (laughs) That worked out real well. Like, yeah, like that's the thing. It's like these Hollywood things, like we have to pack all his rogues gallery. Like just give me one good bad guy, especially as a beginning movie. Yeah. Like I don't need to, origin for everything just give me one good villain yeah, yeah. and um I, I definitely agree with that uh before i uh, join in is there anything else that you wanted to say about it scott like yeah no thoughts? pretty much echo what tyler said to be honest with you and um i hope they just it's gonna be really difficult isn't it i hope, I hope they just give the characters justice in each uh, pardon the horrible pun but yeah i hope they give each character justice and not just like a really crap cameo just for the sake of having the character in there. Let's give these characters some, you know, decent screen time, decent story, but let's not, you know, patronize the audience as well. We don't need another Batman origin or anything yes. like that. You know, let's just see, let's just see Batman full in action after a couple of years. Please, um, God, do not it. show another. Yes, pal- uh, do not show another. You don't want to see thing. pearls yeah. scattered no. along an alleyway. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I feel I, like I, yeah. I feel like Scott's going to explode. Legitimately, you will see me rage out back. Motherfucker <laughs> in the in the theater. Yeah, um, I I cannot support that enough. We don't need a new origin story. We can we can still get a a year one Batman. That's one thing I get really excited about. If Robert Pattinson, he's young. He could yeah. they could build this guy for like 10, 15 years and just keep building new movies and still give us a year one Batman without showing his origin. Just say, hey, this is Batman after he's learned kind of how to fight a little bit and he's just starting out because we all yeah. yeah, we all know from that comic he was still very rusty in the very beginning. He didn't really know what Absolutely. he was doing. Alfred had to save uh, him. Times. Yeah, uh, Alfred had to save him quite a few times. The cops almost caught him a few times. He almost gets killed because he like jumps off a building and doesn't really know what he's doing and falls. And there's a lot of things you can do to kind of work in that. And like, hey, this is the Batman in the beginning. He's not the Batman you know today, but he's getting there. He's working on it, you know. So, and so- you put against uh, a character like the Riddler, who's going to be mentally challenging, makes him focus on the detective side of Batman, which we don't get very often. I think yeah. that would be an amazing movie. Just give us that detective side, show him working it out and show him improving himself. So what I really want to be honest is we have Andy Serkis, right? As Alfred. Do we finally get special forces, Alfred, right? Like SAS style, <laughs> like year one where he's out there, like sniping and doing all that shit. Like, do we finally get Alfred as a badass? Maybe I, I, I really want that. Maybe he's a part of the training for Batman. Yeah. You know, I hope we get one shot of him with a shotgun. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, yes, that would be nice. Yeah, so many possibilities. The fact that it's in WB's hands makes me a little concerned. <laughs> seeing how the, seeing how good the Joker was, uh, is is promising. But knowing it's such a big character like Batman, I know they're going to get their dirty little hands involved and want to change something. I just, I don't know. I'm a little scared, but I'm also optimistic. Yeah, I agree. I understand. Yeah. Oh no, we lost oh, Scott. Scott. Oh no. 
Well, the British aren't coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, do, what do you guys think? You want to talk oh, any more about Batman? I'm gonna, I oh, we Scott got Scott back. back. There he is. So we did get one question uh, about the Batman. Um, Tyler Calvert said, what kind of bat suit do you guys want Batten, Pattinson's Batman to look like? Tyler, what do you want? I want to see some blue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially blue, yes. because I love seeing your photos made. And it's just a classic 80s look. Even with Batman the Animated Series, you got hints of blue highlights. So I would like to see some blue since we saw a comic accurate. Uh, Frank Miller, Dark Knight Returns style in BVS, and then carried on through through Justice League. Yeah, thanks for the kind comments, by the way. I would love to see a blue and gray bat suit. Um, we haven't, I don't, I have, ever since Adam West, we have not seen that show up in any kind of media, except no. for comics. Um, with the so, right lighting, I think it could look really cool. Yeah, they could really make it look awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be a good way to like say like, hey, this is my first suit. And then he realizes, okay, maybe bright colors isn't the way to go. Maybe I should go with black. You just blew my mind right there, Nate. Right there, you got a perfect half movie. He uses blue. Boom. And keeps trying to hide in the shadow. And everyone's like, what is that guy blue right there? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, I don't know if you're trying to hide, but you are bright blue. What's that guy in the blue suit doing? <laughs> I know there's a... Blue guy up there, right? Like hiding in the rafters. They need to hire Scott just for the logistical, like common sense stuff on the movie. <laughs> oh, yes, man. I think they need more fan involvement sometimes. Yeah. Like, get some ideas from the fans. You know, it like, would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just have DC collectibles with the capes. That made a world of difference. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you see that now, now more in the toy, uh, you know, the toy realm. Um, a lot of companies are getting involved. Uh, you know, in toy photography and people that are taking photos of toys. So it's going down that road where I feel like companies are finally like, Hey, maybe we should get some people involved and see what they really like because they're the ones buying the stuff. So what is it that they want? And movies can take the same kind of note from that. Yes. But uh, uh, Ed says, I wish you're running it. Uh, I I wish anybody would give me that right, but I'd probably actually (laughs) ruin it. If I had full rights to write it, I would, I would ruin it. I'll pull I'm a sure Joss. you would be pull better a than a J.K. Abrams. <laughs> I, I would do a Joss Whedon on it, though. That would be my problem. Yeah. <laughs> you would just... I think you'd do better than that, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody could do that bad, Scott. You'd have to try to do that bad. <laughs> yeah. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Scott, what do you think from England? Scott, um, <laughs> I, I can, I can, yeah, I can hear, I can see. All okay, you, you yeah, can, you, you, yeah. You, you just can't see me for some reason. I have no idea what's going on. My camera has decided to go rogue, which is uh, extremely annoying. But uh, yeah, so um, I missed the first part of what you guys were talking about. Thanks for my connection. That's okay. We were talking about uh, the Batman movie, and well, what type of bat suit do you want to want to see? Yep. Uh, I'd, I'd love the hush bat suit. Basically, yes. that, that's just it. <laughs> just the hush bat suit. Just very cool. Yeah, that, just that one. Yeah, I love the emblem on that. It looks fantastic. The blue will look really nice on the, the suit as well. So, yeah, that, that's what I love to see. Not like the Dark Knight Rises and Dark Knight Iron Man suit. Not for that <laughs> kind of stuff. Let's see a more natural Batman suit. Because I feel like in BVS, the, you know, that suit was the best bat suit we've seen. So, something like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Blue and gray suit would be amazing for this movie. Is it kind of sad that I, you know, we had a, finally had a bat suit where the guy could turn his head, but I kind of want him to go back to the whole body, like yeah, movement <laughs> thing, the like, heat and turn, yeah, the yes. Keaton turn. Like, do I, I kind of can we at least get like a cameo of the Keaton? Like, yeah, like oh no, <laughs> someone has to do that movement. Uh, classic Keaton, yeah. Well, um, unfortunately, I think we're at the end here, but it's been an amazing episode. Uh, please go check out DC Figures and Collectibles podcast or anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, they're everywhere. So please go check them out. Make sure to check out Tyler at Batman Figs on Instagram. Make sure to check out Scott at the.batfan on Instagram. Amazing toy photographers good friends of the podcast. I'm really thankful you guys were able to join. 
Scott, it was great having you here as well. I'm glad we had you this time. We're going to have to have you guys yeah. again because there's yeah. so many things I still want to talk to you about. And maybe after the Batman drops the actual movie, we can talk about that yes, together. Yes, it's a great idea. Absolutely. It's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to thank all. you guys too. Thanks for having yeah. us on. This is a lot of fun. Made my Sunday yeah. morning a blast. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. If there's anything else, uh, anywhere else they could find you, anything else you guys want to plug, feel free to go ahead and do that right now. You covered it. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thanks to all you guys as well for changing your schedules to accommodate me in the horrible rainy England right now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. Yeah. I appreciate so, it. Uh, you know, you adjusting your schedule. I'm glad we made it work. So, uh, yeah, really excited to have you guys here. So Nate, because you're on the shill train, it's you're, you're up next. Go on. Shill Where up. can they find us? Shill it up, son. Yeah. So you can find the STS guys on Instagram at STS guys, on Twitter at STS guys, on Facebook at the STS guys. We're also on Patreon at STS yeah. guys. So please give us a subscribe, follow us, and like all of our stuff. And then join us next weekend. Where we'll be live again at Saturday Pacific Standard Time. Usually around eight o'clock, maybe not. No, Scott's maybe not. His head no. It, it, okay. it depends. We have uh, <laughs> some of us will be at an oh, event that's right. next that's week. Right. So, so question mark for uh, next week. Potentially, we might have to skip it or, or adjust time again. Well, you can find us at all those outlets in the meantime. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, it's been a great episode. Thanks, guys, for being here. Uh, Jeremy, you can take us out. So for episode 113 of the SCS Guys, I've been Jeremy. I've been Nate. And I'm Scott. And we're the SCS Guys. Have a great night, everyone. Have a good night. Bye-bye.